Welcome to the newest edition of the Screenfellows Podcast. My name is Carlos. And my name is Brianna. In this episode, we'll be reviewing Adrift, Upgrade, and Best Friends Volume 2. Enjoy the show. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. How you doing? I'm all right. I'm a little sleepy. Kind of <laughs> rainy here. Wish I was taking a nap. Uh, understandable. Understandable. <laughs> yes, I have had a very long couple of days, and we should do some housekeeping uh, while we are here at the top and we have everyone's attention. Uh, number one, we haven't had a spoiler review for Solo, and I know, and I'm sorry, we were hoping to get it done um, this past week. Obviously, it didn't happen. We didn't have an episode at all this past week, and I'm sorry for that. We had a little bit of a forced hiatus because, this is a big thing, Jesse got married. <laughs> so, congratulations to Jesse and Beth. Uh, they're on their honeymoon right now. So, that is awesome, but it also means that I didn't get to record with Jesse. I was really hoping we'd be able to do it before the bachelor party, but it ended up not working out where we couldn't get it done. So, what we're going to do in regards to Solo and all the Star Wars discussion is when Jesse gets back from his honeymoon and he's got a little bit of time and I've got a little bit of time before everything gets crazy again, we will record some sort of Star Wars discussion bonus episode, or maybe it'll be an actual episode. Who knows? But don't worry. You'll get more solo discussion down the road, and uh, we'll talk about all of it. We'll talk about Rebels, because we never really talked about the finale of Rebels. We'll talk about Solo. We'll talk about what's going on, because, hey, guess what? We're looking down the barrel at a year and a half of no Star Wars movies. So we got plenty of time to talk about these movies and all the Star Wars stuff. So don't worry, that will come soon. Just be patient with us. Uh, in the meantime, go check out our spoiler fear review. Um, that being said, again, keep in mind that middle of June area where we're going to try to get back on track, where we're going to kind of get back into a rhythm of things. Right now, everything's really crazy because as i have said i'm in the middle of like three different places right now so <laughs> everything's up in the air ozzy has just moved into a new place so things are kind of crazy right now everyone's really busy we're trying to work it out and like i said hopefully by mid-june we'll be able to get to back to some sort of regular and uh, coherent schedule as of now i apologize <laughs> but one thing i do want to say is last month even though things have been crazy, even though we have been missing episodes here and there, we have been all over the place with our release schedule, last month was the second best month in terms of listens in the Screenfellows podcast. And that is awesome. Dang. Thank you to everyone who's been listening and sharing the podcast and all of that. It was great. And it's great that we're able to maintain to a decent amount where, we, where we're at when it comes to just listenerships, even though we're being so inconsistent and unreliable with our post posting schedule. That is awesome. So thank you for that. Uh, we're in a great stretch right now. Keep sharing. Keep listening. Rate and review, please. That would be awesome. And yeah, that's pretty much all the housekeeping I got. Uh, obviously, Ozzy's not on this episode. 
like I said, he's super busy. He didn't see any movies this weekend. I was super busy, but I saw two movies today, the day of recording. So I'm ready to talk about some movies. And joining me is, of course, Brianna, who you heard on in the intro. And Brianna saw a movie that I am very, very excited to hear her thoughts on. Um, and that'll be towards the back end of the episode. But starting off, we're going to start with Adrift. And Brianna, you did not see Adrift, correct? I did not. Okay. Adrift starring Shailene Woodley. Um, it's there. She has a co-star. I don't care. <laughs> this is Shailene Woodley's movie. Um, but if you don't know what this movie is, this movie is about this girl and her boyfriend who they are sailing across the Pacific and they run into a huge storm and it capsizes them. They are um, stranded on the water. They have no way to really completely navigate. They have no way to really sail. They, <laughs> their sails are gone. Everything, it's a mess. They are just adrift in the middle of the ocean. And I just got that. Yes. Just put that together. Oh, yeah, yeah. So they're just in the middle of the ocean. They are stranded. That's the plot of this movie. It is a survival type movie. And the actual survival scenes are actually pretty visceral. I actually appreciated a lot of the uh, scenes in this movie where it's just Shailene Woodley trying to survive. And obviously if you've seen the trailer, um, her boyfriend gets severely injured and she's doing most of the work. That's why I say it's mostly her movie. Uh, I think Shailene Woodley is the best part of this movie. She is an extremely talented actress. I've said that on this podcast a couple of times before. We've reviewed a couple of her movies. She's a very talented actress, and I think she does some great work here. And she's definitely the strongest part of this movie. You buy everything she's going through. A lot of that has to do with the way it's shot, all of that. But most of it is just... The physical, I think she captures the physicality of this role, which is something that I don't think we've fully seen her do yet. So that's just another kind of thing that we know she can do now. Um, I really like Shailene Woodley, if you can't tell. Um, yeah, so it, a lot of the survival scenes are the strong point, uh, are the strong aspects of this movie. This movie, though, does feel pretty, I, I don't want to say long, it just feels like nothing happens that's because a lot of nothing happens and what they end up doing with this movie is they didn't just show show everything to you in a kind of straight uh it wasn't a straight narrative it was it was kind of broken up where they where we saw the first thing we see is right after the storm hits then we cut back to when they're first meeting and then it kind of progresses like that where we're seeing her surviving and her and everything leading up to this trip all happen at once. And the reason I think they do that, to be honest, is that a lot of the survival stuff is actually kind of boring. Um, the, the, when, like I said, when it actually, like when she's doing stuff, like when she has to push through and like go out and dive and fish and all that and when she's trying to get her boyfriend back on the ship after something happens all this different stuff that stuff is exciting but a lot of what's happening in the survival aspect the survival portion of this movie is them just sitting around and sitting around and sitting on this boat and 
sitting like I, it's, there's just a long a lot of stuff that happens and it's just like i don't care and the reason i think they broke it up like they did and they structured this movie like they did is because they knew okay this is getting kind of boring and we just gotta spice it up here so they decided to break it up structurally and it kind of works but it also doesn't completely mask the fact that nothing is happening um and also i don't fully like I don't know. Like, I didn't fully buy this whole, their whole relationship. Like, it was okay. It wasn't like, like, I didn't feel the chemistry completely there. So that was also a struggle for me. Just like, I didn't fully care about what was happening on the ship because it was kind of boring. And then also, I'm not completely buying their relationship. So this movie, it's not terrible. Like, it's not bad. It's not good i just think it's kind of okay it's just kind of there um that's kind of unfortunate they tried to do something towards the end to kind of get people to go oh wow this is a really cool movie unfortunately like it doesn't like i i don't think it's very well executed i don't want to get too far into it because i don't want to spoil anything but it just Ultimately, I just think this is a okay movie. Like, I think the strongest aspect of this movie is Shailene Woodley. And if you go there to watch her performance and you go there to watch some of the more exciting survival elements of this movie, then you might, you're going to be satisfied. And the bad stuff, quote unquote, is not going to be like, oh, this is rough. But you might find yourself a little bored at times. And that's definitely to the movie's detriment. So. I'm giving this movie a 5.9 out of 10. It's it's okay. Like it's it's just kind of forgettable. I'm not gonna think about this movie anymore <laughs> after this review is over. It's just kind of there. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I wasn't too big of a fan, but like I said, I don't think it's like terrible or anything. And I'm not gonna be like making fun of it. Like I'm not gonna remember it for good or bad. It's just kind of a movie that happened, you know. So that's what I got. That sounds about fair. <laughs> that's what i got all right well let's move on to the movie that we both have actually seen and that is upgrade so brianna i've been talking for a while so why don't you start us off what did you think about upgrade well first upgrade in case you aren't aware upgrade yes is a story about this kind of old-fashioned kind of old-fashioned good old boy who's uh he's stuck in this future where everyone else is obsessed with technology and then um after uh they run he and his wife kind of have a run-in with some muggers and she's you know she's shot he is kind of like a batman origin story mm-hmm. um and um he's left paraplegic and um he's asked to try out this experimental surgery that would um allow him to walk again but he's also got a bit of an AI in his head. Um, and I saw the trailer for Upgrade uh, first time, not, I don't think it was even a month ago. I mean, this this movie kind of snuck up on me. And it actually wound up being one of my favorites. I mean, one of my favorites so far this year. Um, and uh, I personally, I thought for what it was, it was awesome. Like, I thought, I mean, Logan Marshall Green, I go back and forth on him in this movie, especially. He's got some awkward line deliveries. Um, and, you know, his character is a bit 
is it can be a bit hokey, but he's also got some really funny moments as well. Um, but I think what it comes down to is just the action sequences are awesome. And that's really what people are going to see this movie for. You know, mm-hmm. I think it's kind of strange that they build it as a horror movie because it's not a horror movie. Not at all. No, <laughs> no. So um, I was a little I was a little surprised that that's how they chose to market it, especially because they were leaning heavily on the like the Blumhouse angle. And I just I, you know, I wouldn't have guessed at all. It's just a little gorier than most thrillers. Um, but overall, the action sequences, I thought, were epic. I mean, you have a lot of like you have a lot of quickly edited action sequences to the point where you can't even see what's happening most of the time. And I thought not only were they pretty easy to discern uh, in Upgrade, but they were also really interestingly shot just because yes. a lot of the time the camera's locking on Gray's movements and adding this really awesome electronic whoosh sound that Stem makes. And he's just sitting there dumbfounded most of the time. He's just kind of along for the ride and his body's doing all the work. And it's just so fun to watch yeah it very much the the camera movement um in the action scenes in particular very much made it feel like a fincher film um which i very much appreciated uh yeah i completely agree with you that this movie kind of surprised me i wasn't quite sure what to expect with this um but ultimately like yeah, this this is I'm I, I don't remember it being billed as a horror, but if you say that, I believe you. And uh, I, this is not a horror movie at all. This is no. a, this is a sci-fi action slash thriller movie. That's what this is. And it, ultimately, I think the sci-fi was my favorite aspect of the movie. Um, the action, yes, I completely agree with you. It's incredibly shot. It's very interestingly shot, and you can follow everything and. They used, like, the camera wasn't just kind of something that, like, they you, oh, we need to film this action. Like, they actually used the camera in an interesting way here, and I really, really liked it. Um, it is very gory, <laughs> very gory. So if that's not something you're into, steer clear. But, you know, <laughs> we're, most of the people who listen are in America, so most people don't care here. Uh, so... Yeah, so that's something to note. It's not a positive or a negative, just something to note. Um, ultimately, I do want to talk about the sci-fi elements of this movie because for me, I'm a huge sci-fi fan. That has must be abundantly clear at this point in the run of the podcast. Um, I'm a very big sci-fi fan, and the best sci-fi is sci-fi that has something to say. It has complex ideas that it wants to talk about. And this movie is no exception. This movie actually has some interesting ideas when it comes to um, AI, when it comes to consciousness, all of this stuff that, you know, sci-fi movies have been looking at for like over a century at this point. Like this is something that I think this movie actually there's a unique kind of voice when it comes to this movie about its subject matter and its themes so i and actually only, yeah i'm sorry go ahead oh, no I, what i was gonna say i i just i actually really appreciated that aspect of it i thought that was for me the most interesting aspect of this movie i know everyone's going to talk about the action in this movie that's going to be the first thing everybody talks about and that's fine i understand that i understand why but for me i was like dang this is some really good sci-fi and really good 
thematic elements that they have in here. I, I, I just really appreciated that. Oh, absolutely. And I think that another really interesting thing to note about this movie is that oftentimes when films, when like mainstream Hollywood films are relying a lot on technology for story development and like plot devices, it seems really hokey because mm-hmm. it's like, it's an old medium kind of meeting a new medium. And because technology does kind of represent a threat to the traditional film experience, it's almost kind of strange. It's almost kind of like Hollywood films are fighting to stay relevant by, you know, including more and more futuristic technology, but you don't, I didn't, it didn't feel that way in this movie. It just kind of felt it felt like it, this was the most graceful, like technology reliant movie that I've seen so far. It felt like, it didn't feel like, you know, hello, fellow children, mm-hmm. you know, it, it felt like an actual, like they actually saw the opportunity to, to make some, I, I mean, cause you know, the top minds in the technology development field right now are actually concerned about some of the things that are talked about in this movie, you know, as far as like AI is concerned and, mm-hmm. you know, robotic consciousness. And so it's really, it really feels like they just were taking the opportunity to make a really interesting sci-fi movie. Obviously that, you know, you can take the, the storytelling part of it. You can take the design aspect of it and you can include like funny and visually interesting fight scenes in the movie, but you can also raise some questions about, okay, where's the line? Mm-hmm. You know, how much technology is, is, actually appropriate for us you know how intimate should we become with technology like when are we gonna draw the line and it's i i would definitely agree that this this really feels like it has a lot of the elements of a great sci-fi film and i can see it kind of gaining its own i mean it's doing pretty well yeah critically right now yeah uh this is one that i'm definitely going to kind of be tout like you know, I, I we always review podcast or review movies on the podcast, and you know sometimes I'll talk about them on social media and really try to push the, push certain movies. This feels like one of those movies where I'm going to be like, people go see this movie because I just I like movies that have something that they want to say. Whether I agree with the ultimate conclusion that this movie comes fr- comes to, I appreciate that it has. A something that it wants to say and it, that it sticks with it and it keeps like everything that happens in this movie ultimately everything that en- ends up happening with in this movie is consistent with what the message of the movie is and that's hard to do when you have a message like what this movie has so I, I just really appreciate the aspect of it if you can't tell that's my favorite part or my favorite aspect of the movie um but yeah like we already talked about the action I I, I don't know like uh, I I mean I do have some negatives. I don't I, I don't by any means think this is like a best picture quality level movie, but this is just one that I had a lot of fun with. And I think while even though I will say oh I had a lot of fun with it, a lot of the time this is just like a oh it's kind of stupid, but it was fun. This is not a stupid movie by any any um, stretch of the imagination. Uh, yes, it was tons of fun because there's some great fight scenes, but it's also challenging intellectually which i really appreciated um i've been on a bit of a sci-fi kick which i'll talk about later uh but yeah uh, do you have any other positives you really want to get to before we dive into negatives 
Um, I thought there were a lot of really interesting emotional dynamics. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I know that at the beginning, I didn't really like the relationship he had with his wife. It felt yeah. kind of cookie It felt kind of like every other relationship, that every other like quirky, settled in kind of relationship that it, you know, it was pretty textbook. But I mean, I really want to applaud them for like making. I mean, despite how corny and how textbook their relationship was, as soon as she's out of the picture, you can really, I mean, I was surprised by how compelling emotionally it became after she was gone. Cause like when he's just wandering his house in his wheelchair, I mean, I really, I really felt, I really felt for him, especially when his mom was like shaving him or cutting his hair. Mm-hmm. Um, it just, I don't know. I, I was really sucked into the film at that point. And it kind of, that's when I, that's when my attitude really changed because the whole beginning for me felt like, okay, yep, I'm settling in for another standard, you know, standard issue kind of mm-hmm. sci-fi action movie. But that's when the film really changed for me. And I thought that there's just a fascinating relationship between him and Stem. And there's a fascinating, you know, back and forth between him and Aaron. I just, and the detective, I just really loved all the emotional, the complicated emotional dynamics, especially with him being a paraplegic, because it was kind of like, I would forget that he was, that he couldn't walk, that he couldn't move. So, Mm -hmm. you know, anytime that was a threat, it wasn't just like, oh, I'm going to lose my ability to be, you know, super powerful. It was like, okay, not only that, but I'm also going to lose the ability to move at all. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if that's threatened. So the girlfriend or the the wife, excuse me, was definitely a character who was more impactful once she was gone than than when she was actually on the screen. Like, I, you know, when she's on the screen, you're just like, I don't really care. Like, she was not the greatest actress in the world. She's okay, but she's not the greatest. And then the fact that she dies is which is oh, come on like okay if you're gonna yell at us for spoilers come on we've talked about it's it not a spoiler. it's not it's in the trail all right it's, so it's in the first less than the first 10 minutes of the movie yes okay so uh the fact that she dies that becomes like the motivating factor for him and it's she's just more much more useful to the movie gone than she is when than she was when she was there so yeah i agree with you there transitioning well into negatives yes the wife was not a super compelling character there's not (laughs) you know as much as you want to be able to mourn her yourself as a character um obviously she provides great motivation for Mm -hmm. gray once she's gone but the first 10 minutes or so of the movie is kind of rough to get through because it just kind of feels like every other standard like futuristic kind of it's just like this cookie cutter future it gets more interesting once he gets into the more gritty aspects when it becomes a little bit more i don't want to say blade runner but the whole kind of cyberpunk Mm -hmm. feel you know once he's getting into like the grungy apartments and the grungy more areas of the town but like at the beginning when they're flying over this like futuristic society and aaron's like messing with his cloud on the inside of his house i was like all right yeah i'm not super excited about where this film is heading so if you can get past the first 10 minutes then i think you're good to go but the first 10 minutes does kind of leave a little bit to be 
desired. I completely agree with you. And even if you look at the movie from a thematic standpoint, like at first you're thinking, okay, is this going to be another movie about like how we're too reliant on technology? And that's certainly a theme in the movie, but it is not the theme of the movie. And that's what it feels like. It feels like it's going to be, that's what this movie is going to be about at the start. Because we have this character who doesn't like all this tech, like he doesn't like the fact that the cars are, or people's cars are now driving themselves. He doesn't like all this different stuff, right? So it feels like that's what we're going to focus on here. And ultimately, that's not what it ends up focusing on. So it's even if you look at it from that aspect, I think you're right. The first chunk of the movie is, I was like, okay, where are we going here? But once it kicks in, it really kicks in. Um, that's, I mean, I don't really have too many negatives, to be honest. Like, I, it's just that first chunk. I really didn't like it. I'm on the same page with you. That was going to be the first thing I brought up. Um, it just takes a bit to get going. Once it does, it does. Um, yeah. And it's not like it's, it's not like it completely overbears the rest of the film no. either. Because it's like, it doesn't take too long. It's not like you're sitting there for 20, 25 minutes going, you know, looking at your watch, it's not like a Transformers movie where it just drags on and on and on. It's like the first 10 minutes or so, but it's really, it moves along quickly enough to where it doesn't take too long to get it settled in. It's just, it doesn't, it, it's kind of like, you know, it just gets off on the wrong foot. Yeah. Um, and then it's great. One other kind of, one other thing I would mention as well is that there's a lot of things that get revealed in terms of the plot towards the end of this movie where we get a lot of information about what we've been kind of searching for throughout the entire movie. I don't think it's done the most gracefully. I think there's some moments where it's just like, whoa, can you like repeat what you just said? Because you just kind of threw a curveball at me and I'm kind of processing it here. Um, so that that's something to note. I don't think it's like a super big negative, but it's something to note. Most people will be able to follow it, but I just think that they could have done it a little more gracefully. Uh, but yeah, that's pretty much all I have in terms. All I have in terms of negatives. Do you have anything else? Um, I I would also comment on the ending. It kind of feels like it's reaching a bit. Um, it feels different from the rest of the film, just because you know the the most of it. Without getting into spoilers, all I can really say is that there's one tone for most of the movie, and it does not continue with that tone into the end of the movie. Um. And I mean, I can't say that I'm necessarily complaining, necessarily complaining because it makes sense. But what 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 wound up, you know, taking place uh, about 30 seconds before it happened, I turned to my friend that I saw the movie with and I was like, this is what's going to happen. And then it happened. So mm -hmm. I, you know, I was like, uh, I mean, you know, it's kind of like one of those. It feels like it's reaching toward the end, but it's not enough. It's not enough for me to say I didn't like it. It's just, it feels different from the rest of the movie because most of the rest of the movie, I can say absolutely, I'm totally invested in what's going on right now. I'm, I'm with it. I'm excited. And then at the beginning, it was a rocky start. And toward the end, it lost me a little bit. Not that I couldn't understand what was going on, mm -hmm. but that it just, I wasn't crazy about the direction they were headed toward the end. Okay. Um, or at least the way that they handled it, like you said. Mm -hmm. um, but it's not enough. It's it's a negative. Yeah. But I mean, I'm kind of reaching for something <laughs> just because it's not it's yeah. not it's not like a movie that's absolutely perfect. I mean, there were a couple characters like the Jamie character. I was like, some of this 
is unnecessary. Yeah. Some of it's unnecessary. Some of it was important. Um, but I, I thought that I agree with this just, character. Yeah. Yeah. The, the Jamie character. Yeah. Um, but overall, not, there's not a whole lot for me to say in terms of negatives. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know? yeah, I, <laughs> I'm going to be interested to, to, to talk to you about this movie when we're done recording, because there's some spoiler <laughs> things that I definitely want to talk about because I actually really, really loved the very end of this movie. <laughs> like I loved it. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that more. Um, and then if you watch the movie and you want to talk about it, uh, tweet at me and we can talk about it, um, on Twitter. But anyway. Uh, last thing I will say in regards to this movie before we go into ratings is number one, if you have listened to this podcast for any amount of time, you know, I am not a huge gory action, like super heavy, like violence guy in movies. Like that stuff is the stuff that kind of gets on my nerves. I don't like over the top unnecessary violence in movies. That being said, if you have heard me praising this movie, you know that (laughs) I really, really like this movie. So uh, the fact that I like it in spite of the amount of gore and disgusting violence that, is, that that takes place should speak volumes for its quality. So go check this movie out. Also, I didn't feel like it was too gory. I, I I'm just talking about my personal preference. I don't like that kind of okay. stuff. And most of okay. and most of the most of that stuff was like, oh, like I did not need to see what I just saw. But I didn't care because like I, everything I've talked about, I didn't care. Anyway, <laughs> um. Also, another positive I forgot to bring up, I really love the world building in this movie. They There's a lot of minor characters that they introduce that you would think in any other movie would be like something that they really harp back on. Like they go back to it and they're like, this character is super important because we've spent so much time building up their little world. And they don't. Like it's just this character is here. They exist in this portion of this world and they're just here to kind of be the surrounding here and i really appreciated that i love the world building that they did in this movie all right that being said let's rate this movie i will go first i'm giving this movie an 8.5 out of 10 i think this is a great movie and you should go check it out please and i'm i'm gonna give it a 7.75 all right all right so yeah that's what we got definitely a strong recommendation from both of us all right brianna now it is your turn to (gasps) review best friends volume two i'm really excited to hear what you thought about this and please because this is a very very limited release if i'm not mistaken so what is this movie and why should people be aware that it exists (laughs) okay this is gonna be such this is gonna be kind of a joyride for everyone involved um i did not see part one (laughs) so i was kind of (laughs) lost um and i would almost recommend not seeing part one because i had a great time (laughs) um okay so best friends volume two is the story it's it's one of Tommy Wiseau's latest works. And if you've been paying attention for more than six months or so, you know, Tommy Wiseau, I worship Tommy Wiseau. I love the disaster artist. I freaked out when the trailer came out and did an entire trailer reaction. I love him. Um, and so 
you'll know, you know, I had to, as soon as I did not even look to see what was going on. Uh, I didn't look to see if I could use my movie pass. As soon as I saw that this was playing at my local theater, I bought tickets for it. And so, um, <laughs> little did I know that I got there and I could have used movie pass cause there were like six people in the theater, but oh well. Um, I, it's part one is about this guy whose family passes away. And so he becomes homeless and he meets this mortician, Tommy Wiseau, you know, uh, his name in the movie is Harvey. And they just start doing a whole bunch of illegal stuff. And the way that it ends up, it, uh, spoilers, I guess for part one, cause part two takes immediate, takes place immediately after it. Um, yeah, they, they, uh, the two, Greg Sestero and Tommy Wiseau, the, you know, the duo from the room, they, they are, they end up having an argument and Greg or John, his name in the movie is, he ends up pushing Harvey off a cliff. And so he thinks <laughs> that Harvey is dead and he ends up going back to Harvey's place, I guess. And they like, John and his girlfriend end up stealing Harvey's safe and bringing it with them. And, um, it is very hard for me to know what is going on in this movie. And that's partially because I didn't see part one, but that's also partially, I would imagine because nobody else, uh, knew what was happening in this movie. Like, the actors, the director, the writer. It, Greg actually, Greg wrote the movie himself. Now Greg is the one penning the script. And Tommy did not direct this movie. It's actually someone named Justin McGregor is um, the director. But it, it's it's everything that you would expect from the duo behind the room. <laughs> I mean, Tommy unfortunately isn't in the movie a whole lot, but. He's, his presence is still there. Um, and everyone, let me just say, everyone gives exactly the performances you would expect. The plot is about as insane as you would expect. Um, it makes just as much, uh, it makes just as much sense as you would expect. <laughs> it's, it's exactly what you would expect. Um, I was not disappointed. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I see. I, I think I saw the trailer for the first one, um, but I don't think I've seen the trailer for the second one at all. I didn't even know there was it a was, second one. <laughs> so there was. It was nothing like. I saw the first one and I thought I knew. Like I thought it would just be the first half, and it was nothing. It was nothing like what I thought it would be. It was just it. I was pretty disappointed that I wasn't going <laughs> to, that I didn't get the movie I thought I was getting, but I wasn't disappointed in my experience. I mean, I took with me a friend who uh -huh. has never seen the Tommy Wiseau movie before, and she was not disappointed either. Oh, wow. She had a great time. <laughs> um, and I mean, what was amazing, what was amazing was before the film, I, I think, it was a fathom event, like special uh -huh. preview. And so before the movie started, we got like a music video 
featuring Tommy Wiseau. Okay. And it was, I mean, my friend turned to me and said, I've never done drugs, but I would imagine this is what it's like. <laughs> and I was like, that's probably a fair estimation. It was like neon evil dead kind of just the weirdest music video for admittedly a very catchy song featuring Tommy Wiseau. So, um, we got that and then an interesting interview with Tommy and Greg and um, it, it's just all the insanity that you would expect. I, <laughs> if you can and you like wasting two hours of your time <laughs> on just complete and utter nonsense... It, or if you're a creator and you feel bad about your own work, please go see this movie. You will feel way better about your work once you see this movie. Or if you go, if you, you know, every other movie that you've ever seen gets a little better by comparison. So. <laughs> Do you care to rate this movie? Or <laughs> There's no point in Fair rating enough. this All right. movie. There's no point. It was... <laughs> It, you know what? As far as accomplishing exactly what it was meant to accomplish, 10 out of 10. Oh, my gosh. All right. 10 out of 10. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we... Exactly what you would expect. Yeah. Well, I think we have finished up every movie that we have to review here. Um, so now I guess we can move on to recommendations. Uh, I will start since, Brianna, you've just done a lot of talking there. Um, the reason I've been on a huge kind of sci-fi kick recently is because I recently took on the challenge that is watching 2001 A Space Odyssey for the first time. And if you don't know what 2001 A Space Odyssey is, um, I, okay. Uh, 2001 A Space Odyssey is uh, considered one of, if not the best sci-fi film ever made it is directed by stanley kubrick and it's um deserves every bit of praise it has ever gotten i watched this movie for the first time the other day with my brother and i clearly loved it more than he did but that's uh, a whole another discussion that i can have with him one day on the podcast um but my goodness uh this movie if you told if Okay, if you showed 2001 A Space Odyssey to someone who had never seen seen it before and never even heard of it, and you just said, this movie was made last year, they would believe you without, like, they wouldn't even blink. And the crazy part is that this movie was made in 1968. It is absolutely insane from a visual standpoint the effects that they were able to pull off in this movie are incredible. They put movies that are made today to shame. And it is just absolutely stunning. On top of the fact that this movie is so, so complex and has so many... It, it's just like there are certain aspects of this movie and certain elements of this movie that honestly are probably unknowable, especially now that Kubrick is dead. Um... It's just, it's in, it's incredible. It's it really is. I think this movie is one of the best movies ever made. I don't screw best sci-fi movies. I think this is one of the best movies I've ever made. It's certainly one of the best movies I've ever seen, and it is just beautiful. I I loved this movie from start to finish. It is slow as hell. So if that's not your if that's not something you're gonna like, then okay, fair enough. But 
it doesn't matter in my opinion because this movie for every in, for every second that it, that it just takes up where it's just soaking in like a ship or soaking in like them docking a ship into another ship or that or him or someone slowly walking down a hallway for every second of that there's just so much visual brilliance going on that it's just mesmerizing it really is and the best praise i can give this movie is that i watched this with my grandparents actually as well as my brother and uh my brother ended up uh, going to sleep and finishing it another day um, but my grandparents, and especially my grandpa, who doesn't like sci-fi movies at all, his favorite kind of movies are westerns, doesn't like sci-fi movies uh, at all, he got up and he was kind of heading to bed, and then the end of this movie started to happen, and he stopped. And he just stood there, staring at the television, for a good ten minutes. Just wow. in awe of what was happening on the screen. And it was just, it, I, I love this movie. This movie is darn near perfect. It is incredible. I, I, I cannot praise this movie enough. I know there's going to be people who go, this movie is boring. And that's fine. But I don't, <laughs> I'm sorry, if that's your opinion, then you know that's what? your distinct impression of those people. This yeah, if, 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 that, if that's all you got from, that, if from 2001, if that's all you get after watching it because I told you to, then, you know, I feel sorry for you. But, you know, that is what it is. But it was just pure genius. Uh, Stanley Kubrick is a mastermind. He oh, or was a mastermind. And this... To me, I never thought that I would say, oh, this is the best Kubrick film because the, the Shining is, exists, but it's the best Kubrick film uh, it, it, by far, in my opinion. It's much it's much better than The Shining, which is crazy. Um, I love this movie. Check it out. Uh, I don't know if there's anywhere to stream it for free, but you can rent it for like three bucks on Amazon. So go for it. Uh, I cannot recommend it enough. And I know, like, oh, it was made in 68, and you're recommending it now. Like, yes, I'm behind. I don't care. Like, it's, there's some movies that are so, like, daunting that you you know you should see, but they're just so daunting because you've heard so much about them that you just got to, like, you've got to build up to watching it. And that was definitely me with this movie. And a lot of the times when you do that, it can be disappointing. But this movie did not disappoint me on any level. So that's what I got to say on 2001, A Space Odyssey. It is absolutely incredible that's fair <laughs> what do you got brianna um well my brother and i are still going through 24 so you know i, nice. I guess i i can i can plug that again uh but um as far as film goes what i've been watching lately i just actually compiled a long list of all the movies that i want to see organized by director and mm -hmm. I started with Tarantino. Ooh, and interesting. so just not even a week ago, I just saw both Kill Bills for the first time. Okay. And um, I, I got to say, that was amazing. All right. But at the same time, um, I don't want to recommend uh, a movie that, you know, film fans have been hyping up for years. <laughs> that's basically what you just did. So... <laughs> I'm going to recommend another movie that I saw uh, on my voyages because I watched Kill Bill in the car. Um, I'm going to recommend a 2014 
film called Creep. Um, mm, I've heard about this movie. Yeah. It's not really for the faint of heart. <laughs> um, and there was some stuff about it that didn't sit well with me. And it was, it, and not in a critic, not from a critical standpoint, but from like a personal mm. standpoint of like, there was something in this movie that disturbed me. And there's not a whole lot apart from just straight up like torture porn that really, that really like freaks me out anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, so the fact that this was, it wasn't like a supernatural movie or anything like that. It was just the story of, you know, a guy who is brought to a cabin in order to film a guy, you know, and it's just straight up. This character is compelling and it's just, it's a back and forth and there's some stuff about it that's really freaky. And so, you know, if you like the psychological element of, I, I mean, horror, yeah, I guess you could call it a horror movie. It was more of like a mystery, I think, with horror elements. But if, if you like that kind of thing, definitely check this out. It's not very long. It's only about an hour and 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um and I mean, it's no Blair Witch Project, but it's definitely, you know, worth the watch if you're able to handle like a pretty tame, but, you know, psychologically compelling, you know, mystery. All right. All right. Yeah, I, I've heard about that movie. I've never seen it, but I have wanted to. So now I have another reason that I should watch it. Um, they, yeah. they went with a sequel not long after, yes. which... Uh, I can't exactly recommend, but okay. I am excited to see because they're coming out with a third one. And as uh, as kind of disappointed as I was with Creep 2, which is odd because it's got a 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, it was very um, well received, so I'm surprised. But... Yeah. I mean, taken as its own film, I think it's way more interesting than it is as a follow-up to the first film. Okay, okay. Um, so if you're able to separate them and not look at it as these two are together i think if you look at it as its own film then it's way more compelling and you know and that aspect i can see definitely yes mm-hmm. um but i'm excited to see where they take it and what's funny is that i didn't know <laughs> i saw tully obviously a couple of weeks mm-hmm. ago and the main creep that they're referring to in the title is may is played by mark duplass who plays Mm-hmm. The first time I ever saw him was as the husband in Tully, and <laughs> that was just a trip. <laughs> yeah, I bet. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I uh, yeah, I I'm definitely gonna try to check that out. So um, that one's on Netflix. Not Netflix. That's what I thought. I thought it was on Netflix. Um, but yeah, I'm definitely like I'm on the same page with you. When it, do you know how many movies is on that list of yours? Um. Well, right now. <sighs> I mean, there are only six directors on there right now, okay. um, but that's only because I haven't included like the all time like Spielberg and Hitchcock. Uh-huh. It's only like modern directors like Nolan. I've seen most of Nolan's filmography, but I want to go through it all again, uh-huh. like in sequence. Okay. Um, but there's only there's maybe a hundred between 100 and 120 because there's like between 15 and 20 per director. Yeah. So. Okay. 
Yeah, see, I have, like, a list of, it's probably over 400 at this point, movies that I just, like, I, I would hear about and then be like, all right, write it down. And I've got, like, I've just got a list yeah. of movies that I need to see. Um, and I can check 2001 off that uh, list there. Uh, but, yeah, I, <laughs> it's it's always funny when people, like, are, are like, oh, I don't know what to watch. And it's like, you're not, like, I mean, come on. You've got to have heard of but nobody writes them down, so I understand, but at the same time. Uh, speaking of yeah. uh, kind of horror, I do you want to talk a little bit about the movies next coming out next week? Because I know Ocean's 8 is technically the big release of next week, but I am super excited for Hereditary. Um, I, I, I love that trailer, number one. And number two, it's A24, so I'm naturally going to be excited. And number three, this movie has been getting so many positive reviews. I am so excited. So definitely, I will try my best to have a somewhat on-time review of that movie next week. Um, I don't know if it's going to happen because I do have another wedding that I have to go to. Uh, so I don't know, but be on the lookout for that. Um... But yeah, so. I definitely will not be seeing Hereditary. Fair enough. <laughs> I just, I know, uh, like, I, uh, I feel like kind of a spoil sport because I, I was hearing all the buzz about it and I wanted to know if I would be able to see it. So I looked it up uh, and I read the synopsis, <laughs> which is basically like saying I've committed treason, but <laughs> I definitely won't be seeing it. So. <laughs> <laughs> but enough. I will be seeing Ocean Bait, but I can't say that I'm looking forward to seeing that any more than I would be looking forward to seeing Hereditary. So, okay, so yeah, that's what's going on, and hopefully we'll have <laughs> like I know I'm keep saying hopefully and maybe for when it comes to future episodes, but again, bear with us. Middle of June, we're hoping to get back on schedule. Um, but again, we will probably have a new episode uh, middle of this week sometime. And hopefully Ozzy will be on, um, which would be nice. We'll probably talk about Westworld and then maybe another movie. I don't know. So just be on the lookout for an episode middle of this week. Uh, yeah, that's what I got. Brianna, where can people find you on social media? Uh, you can find me on Facebook at Critique the Movie. You can find me on Insta and Twitter at Critique Law Movie. I don't have that quite uh, synced up yet, but... <laughs> Um, I'll let you know when that happens. Until then, you can find me there. Yes. All right. Uh, Brianna is still working on that uh, hashtag branding there. But uh, you can I'm too busy reviewing movies. <laughs> understandable. Understandable. You're reviewing movies all over the place now, too. So. Oh, yes. You can also find me uh, writing for Here at Indie. Um, you can go to here at indie.com mm -hmm. and you can find that. You can find separate reviews there. I, I treat my um, review outlets exclusively. So different reviews for every website. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Uh, well, you can find ScreenFellows all over the place. It's all at ScreenFellows, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, the YouTube channel, and, of course, the website where Brian is doing great stuff. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Cherry456. And, of course... Just make sure you follow the podcast everywhere and subscribe on Google Play, on Apple Podcasts, on Stitcher, on it's everywhere you can find podcasts. You go find that um, and subscribe and then rate and review. Please, please, please rate and review. That would help us out so, so much. You do not understand how much that helps us out. So definitely go rate and review the podcast. And thank you for listening. This is Screen Folks. <laughs>